Welcome back to Actors with Issues, a weekly podcast where we interview the rising stars of TV, film, and Broadway and give you an inside look at the entertainment industry from the ground level. I am your host, Juan Ayala. Today, I am joined by New Hampshire-born actor, Kian Talon, who you've seen in Netflix series Brainchild, in the HBO Max short film Shadows, and in the upcoming CBS series NCIS Hawaii as Alex Tennant. Kian, welcome to the show. Thanks for being here. Thank you for having me, man. Uh, so let's dive right into our first segment. It's called Getting to Know You. It's a little icebreaker, rapid fire round of questions to get to know you a little better. So we always start with an easy one, coffee or tea? Coffee, for sure. Uh, what's the first acting job that you ever had? Some student film at NYU that wasn't paid, so not really an <laughs> acting job. Uh, what's the worst side job that you've ever had? Uh... Actually, I've been pretty lucky with that because I got my degree in computer science. So mm. I've had like some, I never had to like wait, waiter or like anything like that. Right. So I'm really grateful. <laughs> you had an actual degree to put to use while still yeah. being an actor. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, what is your go-to karaoke song? I'm so bad at karaoke. <laughs> Whenever my friends want to go to like a karaoke bar, I just, I don't have the guts to sing. <laughs> I tried taking singing lessons and it was a fail and they stopped working with me. So I think that's a sign. So we're singing with TV and film, <laughs> no Broadway. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I could, I could do it in a film if someone else sings for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, drama or comedy? Drama, but I love comedy. Would you rather play the hero or the villain? A villain that you don't know is a villain. Uh, where do you find yourself on your day off? Uh, since I'm in Hawaii shooting the beach or the gym or eating in my room, crying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, what's a movie that never fails to make you laugh? Anything with Melissa McCartney. And a movie that never fails to make you cry. Anything that has to do with, um, (laughs) like real like traumatic, like, um, like end of the world type of movies. Like the disaster movies of like the nineties and whatnot. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Kian, you've been in the industry for some time now. Uh, when did you first start acting and when did you decide to pursue it as a full career? I started around like four or five years ago mm-hmm. and, um, really started to like start auditioning and pursuing it about two years ago is when I got my first agent. Mm-hmm. It seems like a short time, <laughs> but um, yeah, it feels like forever for me. I mean, in the industry, you know, so much can happen in even less time than that. You hear people, you know. Oh, yeah. Who've never discovered. acted a day right. in, in their life and right. then they're on a hit show like the right. next day. Right. Yeah. So in your case, um, I mean, you you mentioned before you have your degree in computer science. So was acting something that was on your radar like when you were growing up or did you find the passion for that later i went to college in massachusetts and then i moved to new york to uh start working a computer science job and i had a lot of friends who were actors Mm. and i and i always loved film and tv but i i never thought that i could be an actor because i was just so shy Mm. um but then i got into my first acting class in new york and i just like fell in love with it (laughs) for sure it's so funny how you just stumbled into it like that i mean i you know i've heard there's another actor that i've interviewed um 
his name is Kurt Yu. He didn't start acting until he was in his like late 20s and he just stumbled upon a class and then they were filming a movie in Cleveland and he just kept booking stuff that would shoot in Ohio and then eventually moved to Atlanta and just kept sort of building upon it like that. Um, when you were, I mean, you said you were, you've been a fan of like a film and TV and whatnot. Was there ever something that you saw growing up that was like, that's something I would want to do? Like for me, it was Spy Kids. I'm like, I want to be in like a Spy Kid yeah. movie as a kid. I'm like, what? This movie about Latino kids <laughs> who are spies? I'm like, that's awesome. That's what I want to do. For sure. I mean, growing up, there wasn't a lot of Asian representation. So I think that's what drove my um, want to act also, right. uh, just because I never saw it. But also, I grew up in a very like white suburban town of New Hampshire. Mm -hmm. And so... When I moved to New York, I had this realization that like I always kept my head down and never like found my voice. Mm. And so moving to New York, meeting all these like different people who were just like okay with being themselves gave me that push to like find my voice. And it so happened that it was through acting mm. um, that I really found that. And then, you know, once you gain your voice, you kind of just get hooked, you know? Yeah. Totally agree. I mean, that was something for me. I, I definitely found my voice through acting as well. I started as a singer growing up and then eventually did musical theater and whatnot. And it's like I had never felt more confident than getting to put on this character. And you're almost hiding behind the character. And I was like, oh my God, I get to just be this big personality because mm -hmm. script says so. I have to do it, you know? <laughs> mm -hmm. I feel like that's the case for a lot of people. Acting really makes them break out of their shell as cheesy as it sounds but it's true <laughs> I, I know it sounds so cheesy but yeah i feel like uh i feel like everyone should do acting to be honest in order to like break out because we're all like putting up a front you know and it's kind of cool to i don't know allow yourself to feel what you actually feel yeah which is i i think we don't do enough um, you know, I always love asking our guests if there's something that they know now in their career that they wish they knew earlier on. And what can you share about embracing no? Oh, so much. I think we, it's just like, as a society, as a whole, we, we look at failure as like, like you just can't fail, you know? But like when you start embracing rejection and failure, you, there's like, there's a gift in it. There really is. Cause like you grow from it. Mm -hmm. And if you kind of like change your mindset about it and be like, all right, if today I'm going to fail, you know, at least I'll learn something from it and I'll be better at my craft. Um, and I took rejection and failure so hard mm -hmm. and, um, personally, and it just like made me super like insecure and just like depressed. And I wish I could go back to myself and be like, this, this is all a growing process. Like every no that you're going to get is going to make you get to the point of, you know, living your dream. When you said like, you know, sort of like day to day in society, we're just sort of conditioned to, you know, failure is not an option. And that's totally, exactly. not, totally not the mindset that an actor should have. Cause Lord knows, you know, I super type a, I like will have like a spreadsheet of my auditions and whatnot. And I looked at mine from 2020 and I'm like, okay, so out of almost a hundred auditions, I literally booked one. And it's like, if I really beat myself up uh, over each one that I didn't get, 
I would have quit such a long time ago. I would have just been like, this isn't for me. I can't do it. And it's like, you really can't let it get to you and eat at you because this isn't an industry where it's between you and one other person the whole time. Like you're one of thousands of people that are being submitted for the role and then they have to go through, you know. And dude, like just realizing like it takes luck to book the job and it has nothing to do with you, you know, or mm. you as an actor. It's such like a freeing experience, yeah. I, I think. Just because it's like, all right, it takes skill to get the call back, but it takes luck to get the job. So there's really nothing you could do. Yeah. There's so <laughs> many factors that go into someone getting or not getting the role. And yeah. I'm glad that people are talking about it a little bit more, um, especially hearing people talk about it like on my podcast. One of them being like, you know, sometimes it's entirely appearance based. It's like, oh, they're too tall. They're a foot taller than the lead. There's too yeah. many blondes on the show. They look like yeah. they don't look like the person we cast as their mother or whatever. Yeah. You know, it's so many silly things. And it's just like so many times it has nothing to do with our ability. It's like, oh, they're wonderful. Just couldn't go with them. Or we love the casting team will be like, we love them. But when they got up to the to the network, they went with someone else. So it's like, mm -hmm. you might get yeses from this whole group of people. And then that last person is like, oh, we're gonna go this way. And it's just- Honestly, for NCIS, the whole entire process, I thought there's no way I'm gonna get this. Mm -hmm. And that's why I think when people always say it's the one that you're just like not worrying about and the one that you think you're just not gonna get is the one that you're actually gonna get, right. you know? And so I, I was like, they're going to say no, because I, I don't know. I personally didn't think I looked like my mom and like all this stuff, like crazy stuff, but yeah, yeah, yeah. It's all luck. <laughs> it's yeah, it really is. It's, and what is it? There's a, there's a quote. It's like luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Something yeah. Like that. yeah. 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 And it's so true. It's like, you know, sometimes opportunities do pop up out of nowhere. Every audition we get is an opportunity that pops up out of nowhere, especially if it's 100%. one that comes from your rep because you're not expecting that audition to come in because we don't see the breakdowns. We don't have access to that stuff. So it's like each one that comes in, it's like, oh, cool. I happen to have the next two days off so I can really prepare for this audition. So it's like the opportunity came in, you to prepare. And if it happens, it happens. But even then, yeah. sometimes it doesn't. But whatever, on to the next. Like the, yeah. the, the role that I ended up booking we filmed right after the holidays. I put no extra amount of effort into that audition because it was a co-star for a reporter. So it's like rip, the reporter is not moving the story along. They're acting, they're asking a couple questions and that's it. So I just taped it, sent it in. And then, you know, every, you know, each day it's like, Oh, they uh, casting moved you up to wherever. It's like, okay, cool. That's awesome. And then I was like, I'm not going to get it. Cause I'm a reporter. I look 12. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I look a 12 year old nerd. I'm not going to get this. And then, you know, ended up booking it. And then just each time it was like, well, shit, that's awesome. Like I, you know, wasn't expecting to get this one. Wasn't really like, you know, emotionally attached to the role. There are a couple of a couple mm -hmm. other regulars that, you know, I was lucky came my way. And then it's just like beating myself up over those. And then you get a bit of good news. It's like, okay, well, I get to work on a show after well, a whole year. <laughs> yeah. And dude, here's the thing. It's like, getting psyched out about the project really screws up your acting process yeah you know because you're like oh like this is going to change my life like i want this like oh i love this role i love this director blah 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 and it just gets in our way and mm -hmm. that's like a perfect example of your story is like who are you playing your reporter you're asking questions right. like i feel like if if it was a role that like you you had to have 
you would have put so much extra sauce into that that just wasn't needed and not truthful to the story. Right. So 100%. And I feel like that's the same thing that happened to me too. Like I was just um, a teenager trying to deal, you know? Yeah. And that's what I did. I didn't try to, you know, I think as actors, we always try to feel instead of like dealing with what's in the scene. Mm -hmm. And so uh, what I started realizing is just let go of all the preparation and just deal with what's in the scene, deal with wh where you are and deal with who you're talking to. Mm -hmm. um, Cause we, I think we hold on to like all that, like extra sauce for too long and it just doesn't make it real, you know? Yeah. Yeah, we get so caught up in the hype and we overhype everything. And yeah. You, it's always yeah. been easier for me to handle an audition that's for a regular of either a show I've never watched before or a show that hasn't come out yet. You know, but like, yeah, my sister is like a huge fan of NCIS and has been forever. So if an audition for NCIS came my way, I would probably freak out because, or like Law and Order <laughs> or just any show that's like this iconic like you know procedural type yeah right staple of new york television or just staple of mm -hmm. network tv or whatever but when it's like you know i got a, a series regular for like a an amazon show this was like playing a bunch of teenagers and i'm like i think i look 12 but the next to an actual teenager i look ancient so then it's like and you know now in tv they're going for younger looking people they realize how weird it was to cast like 30 year olds as teenagers in like the 90s and whatnot so they're always going younger but it's like hey. I did my audition. I knew like, I'm not getting this one. I'm not going to, I don't look 16, not television 16. Like, you know, so I was just, just treated it super casually. And I was like, okay, hey, it's an audition. We're going to do it, do our best. And, you know, get on the casting director's radar. That's also how I try and view it all. It's like, well, I've never auditioned for this office yeah. before. Great opportunity. I get to do three scenes instead of a line, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dude, the amount of auditions that I've gone to that just don't fit me is crazy but yeah it's all about showing what you can do and you know being seen by the casting directors and a lot of people get really upset about that and so i think if they change their mindset in terms of just like performing then mm -hmm. they'll start to realize that they shouldn't get upset it's an opportunity right yeah i've learned uh not to question the casting director it's like i don't see myself in it well uh, no one's paying me to have that opinion, they're getting paid to have that opinion. So I should keep that to myself and just submit the tape. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so something else you'd listed was something that I also, you know, struggle with a lot personally, um, particularly when lots of additions are coming your way and you're getting overwhelmed. Um, so what can you share about being kind to yourself? Okay. We're going on a little story time right now. <laughs> Buckle in, folks. <laughs> Before COVID, I moved out to LA. Okay. I hated my life. I'm just not an LA type person. Um, I had an agent, um, eventually got dropped by my agent because I think as actors, we like think if we're miserable that we're, that it correlates to like being driven and like hardworking. But in reality, I have an unpopular opinion on this, but I think that, um, you being okay in your real life is going to make your craft so much better. Whereas other people, I think they think you just got to like keep driving towards the goal. Um, mm. So I don't think I would have taken the break to like sit back and reevaluate what, why I love acting. And so COVID kind of forced that break upon me. 
Mm. Um, and so being kind is just like, you don't have to be in a situation you don't want to be. You can take a break whenever you want to. You can focus on real life relationships. You know, I think we're just so unkind to ourselves as actors because we think the more we're unkind to ourselves, the closer we are to gaining success, right. which is not true. <laughs> and then after COVID, when I came back, um, like when everyone started coming back and I started getting auditions, I really just focused on the work and saw immediate change in like response from casting directors. It's the funny thing where like you get validation when you're not seeking validation type thing. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. Gosh, there's so many times, uh, especially, you know, so many actors I know during the pandemic either moved back home or were contemplating giving up on acting altogether or because, you know, so many of us ingrain it in our identity um, mm -hmm. that like, I'm an actor. If I can't act, then what am I? I'm nothing. And then it's, it can be a little scary. It can be very toxic in a way to, yeah. to, to think that way. Cause it's, you're constantly, and I'm a huge, I'm super anti-hustle culture. I really hate the mindset of like, <laughs> I really hate the mindset of like, if you're not eating, sleeping and breathing, acting and, and music and all of that, then you know, you're not giving it your all. It's like, bro, I got to sleep. I also have rent to yeah. pay. I have yeah. to go work and whatnot. So yeah. I don't get to, I don't have the luxury and nor do I want to put myself in a situation where, you know, I have to work as an extra five days a week just to make, and to be like, I'm on set. It's like, well, yeah, but are you doing what you want to do? No, you want to be over there in the chairs getting touched up <laughs> by, you know, it's just like, uh, mind you, I was doing that for a while. I was working as an extra in New York for like, three three days a week or something like that um for a couple of years and it just got so exhausting because i'm from connecticut so i would take the train in okay. every day and you know sometimes you get wow six and i'm up at like 3 30 in the morning uh or whatever just to get on a train to then film for like 12 hours so was, i was just burning myself out and just was not and i'm just I, at one point i was just like okay i don't once i booked my first coaster i was like i don't want to go back to being an extra like i want to just keep auditioning and I'll go get a real job and you know put my past experience to good use so I definitely recommend actors don't burn yourselves out because you're of use to no one including and yourself you're, yeah you're when you do that when actors do that they might not realize it but the work you're putting out is not good work mm -hmm. and yeah I was the same I was putting out shitty work that I didn't realize was shitty work for two years because I wasn't, I was in that mindset, like, oh, I got to do this. I got to do that. Like, I got to get this tape done by so-and-so without like actually focusing on the work and focusing on what I love of, you know, acting. Right. And so I think a lot of people get stuck in that and it's a shame because they should just be kind to themselves. Yeah. Self-care is important, especially during COVID. A lot of my guests on the show, you know, the show's been going on for, we started the podcast in the middle of the pandemic last May. And a lot of people were like, oh, I finally got to like sleep for eight hours a day. I got to do a face mask. I got to, you know, just sit down and catch up on TV because they were just hustle and grind, hustle and grind for so long mm -hmm. that they finally got, they realized how bad they were at taking care of themselves. They're like, I yeah. got to cook and I got to, you know, it's like, it, it really is. And it's so ingrained in us. It's the, the constant hustle. I really hope that that dies very soon because uh, the just... 
it's not helpful to you no, or to it's anyone. Not. To your team, yeah. you've got people depending on you. It's just, you know, it's a mess. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, so at this point, you've you know officially joined the ever-growing family of the NCIS franchise in the upcoming new spinoff series, NCIS Hawaii. Uh, so what's your experience been like for you so far? I know you're in New York at the moment, but you're usually filming in Hawaii. So what is, what's it been like? Yeah. Bro, <laughs> it's, it's been crazy. I mean, we started filming uh, like over a month ago. I'm in New York for two weeks because I have some time off. And... It's just wild being part of such a big franchise that's like really supported by the network. And it's it's weird for me, um, for sure, uh, just because my first network credit is a series regular credit. Mm. So there's definitely that like imposter syndrome that I have to keep reminding myself, like you work so hard to get here. Mm. Um, and also, it's just like first day on set, I was nervous. I accepted it, you know, uh, being surrounded by such talented actors who have been working, you know, for decades. And it's a uh, it's a crazy experience <laughs> for sure. But luckily, everyone on set is super supportive and just wants to bring the best out of you. So I'm very lucky on that. So you, I mean, you, you had just touched on it before um, about imposter syndrome. And that's something that I feel like pretty much every actor at some point in their career, especially early on that they go through, they are yeah. upset and they feel like who let this happen? I don't belong here. I'm not right for this or, you know, constantly over, over, overcoming that. I mean, I s still do it every time I'm on a set. I'm just like, are we sure that I'm the Juan? Are you guys sure this is the one you want? <laughs> you know, especially again, yeah. even with like the two line reporter role, I was like, you guys sure you, I looked at the other people that were also playing reporters. I'm like, I feel like I should be like the news intern and not like the reporter. <laughs> like there's no way I should be here. Bro, I'm playing 16 and I'm not 16. Like <laughs> I, <laughs> I am 26. So <laughs> just to let you know, and just from that, I just feel like a fraud, but, at the end of the day, you know, you just gotta, I think I started to realize after a while too, like the, it's new to everyone. Like this project is new to everyone, right. whether I feel like I'm the only one that's new in this environment, I'm not, you know, and, um, getting to know everyone has definitely helped me settle into everything. And you just gotta, you know, who cares if you feel like an imposter, you, like just show up and be grateful, uh, a lot of gratitude and then do the work. Like as, as long as you do everything you can to like, I don't know, perform and just be a good person. Like it doesn't matter, you know? Yeah. Um, well, with the show, man, I'm really excited to, 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 to finally see it because I remember the announcement. I actually had a friend who was auditioning for a series regular 
a while oh, ago. Oh, for for what role? I don't know what role it was for. Oh, okay. No. He's played a detective in like everything, so it's probably okay. One, one of the of agents, the yeah. yeah. Um, he he's been on like The Punisher and was on um, Tell Me a Story and you know just a bunch of different shows as a detective. But definitely in his wheelhouse. He plays mm-hmm. like gangsters or or um <laughs> or, or detectives. <laughs> he does like one or the other. Yeah, complete other spectrum. <laughs> right, other side of the tracks. Uh, but yeah, I'm mean, really excited for the show because it's again such a big franchise, and this is the first time that the show is being led by a female, like with a female lead. And mm-hmm. um, that's just you know we're always striving for more representation, whether it's cultural or gender or you know anywhere from like the LGBT spectrum just constantly striving for more and it's nice to finally see that happening on like a primetime network for a bit more sure rare. yeah <laughs> yeah I mean this will be the first time I've seen a Filipino family um at a in like mainstream media at the forefront of like a big franchise I've never seen that growing up yeah. so it, it's such an honor to be a part of it and I'm specifically excited for this show is because I think you will see more of like, yes, these are agents, but they're also have lives outside of being agent, mm-hmm. which I think is really cool. And there's going to be representation across the board on the stories that they tell Or I'm really excited for everyone to see. Awesome. Uh, and just one of our uh, last questions is, um, or before we go into our last segment, one of the last questions is um, talking about misconceptions in regards to the industry. So has there been anything that you've experienced that was like the total opposite of what you were initially told? Yeah. So definitely when it comes to the work, um, we're all striving for perfection, you know, Mm. and it just doesn't exist. And when you are striving for perfection, you're not being a person, you know, which is what you're supposed to be as an actor is another human being. Um, so when I came back after COVID, I was like, I'm going to do it my way. And if you like, it, if you like, it, if you don't, you don't. And that's actually when I started to see uh, movement in my career for sure. Cause I just wasn't scared of reaching perfection or getting, you know, doing what I think casting wants. It's sometimes I'll do the complete opposite. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> depends how I, how I see they're really just looking for perspective. And then um, the second thing is like, I don't think people realize that don't work as much as that being an actor is a really lonely life to live. I mean, you, I mean, I'm from New York and now I'm living in Hawaii and you just, you pick up your stuff, you move, you say goodbye to your friends and family. And then, yeah. You work. It's a job. I, I think people think it's like this, like fun thing, but it's a job, you know. Yeah. So obviously grateful. Like. <laughs> no, of course. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. yeah. But yeah, the majority of our audience is like actors and artists. So, trust me, it's not like people are like, "Oh my God, what an ungrateful guy." He's working in Hawaii. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> guys, if you all had to pack up and move and for and what is it when you sign on initially? It's like minimum of like six seasons. So it's like. You know, and these shows film for eight to nine months because it's like 22 episodes. Yeah. yeah. Like it's a yeah. lot. And it's like you're away from everyone for so long. Like it, it is tough, you know. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. But luckily, you know, I'm not the only one. Right. And all, all these other actors had to leave their family mm. to work on this project. Not even the actors, but like the crew too. So yeah. you kind of find your people eventually. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's, that's definitely one of the biggest things that I tell young actors whenever they move to somewhere new is like, find your little village of, of people, mm-hmm. find your tribe of support because it's, um, it can be it can be very lonely, especially, you know, especially in such hustle and bustle places like L.A. and New York. It's like, yes, there's a billion people here, but none of that. You don't know any of them. Like, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, I wish you the best of luck with with the show and with everything. So we're just going to our last segment called Now That We right. Know You. So it's time to wrap things up. A final round of grab back questions that will dig a little deeper and make you think. So we're going to start with. It's a grab bag, so I'm just picking off of the list here. Uh, what's a world issue that you think people should care more about? Um, the environment. If you could join the cast of any TV series, which would you choose? Um, oof, oof, I don't know. Oh, Euphoria. Uh, what TV show would you want to guest star on? Uh, I don't know what TV show, but I, I love reality TV, so I would <laughs> love to be in a rea- reality TV show if it didn't hurt my acting career. <laughs> uh, what is one thing people buy that you think is a total waste of money? Um, <laughs> like printed out headshots. <laughs> <laughs> It's so true. I went to an audition recently. It was like my first in-person audition since way, since way before the pandemic. As soon as I walk in, I hear someone say, did you guys want a printed headshot? They're like, oh no, it's all digital now. We're good. I'm like, it, we're in the pandemic. We're all wearing masks. Nobody wants to touch your headshot. Like, yeah, it's all digital. We, we're past turning trees. One of my friends has like 300 headshots just stacked up and printed, ready to go. I'm like, why? <laughs> they I don't get it, but yeah. Like most people don't even go through, don't even have that many auditions in a year. I know. The vast majority know. don't even have like a hundred in a year. 300. Mind you, we all, during the pandemic, a lot of us have changed. <laughs> we, yeah. A lot of our yeah. looks have changed. So yeah. good you Lord. You gotta get new ones, bro. You right. gotta get new ones. <laughs> uh, if you could live anywhere in the world and still pursue your career, where would it be? Greece, or I just stay in New York because I freaking love New York. <laughs> Same. I don't. I've been to LA a couple times. I have no desire to do anything other oh. than visit. I'll go there yeah. if they fly me out to work, but I don't want to like live. I don't want to just up and move. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Not for me. I also don't drive, so I like public Same. transit. I, I didn't yeah. have a car, right. and so I think that's why I hated it too. <laughs> yeah, Ubers pile up really fast. <laughs> yeah. Uh, if you weren't working in the arts, what would you be doing? Uh, probably working. Um, I'm a, I got my computer science degree, so probably working in that industry somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, lastly, in 10 words or less, what advice would you give to a young actor? 10 words. All right. Um, 
don't care what other people think you got this. That's nine. Love it. (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. And Ken, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, Where can people find you on social media if they want to give you a follow? Yeah, you can find me on Instagram, Kean Talon, or on Twitter, Kean Talon. So yeah. <laughs> and you can all follow us on Instagram at Actors with Issues. Give me a follow at Juan Ayala Official. A big thank you to our sponsor, Anchor, for supporting the show. Head on over to anchor.fm to get started on your very own podcast, 100% free. And if you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe to the podcast. Leave a rating and review wherever you're listening and catch new episodes every Friday on all podcasting platforms. I'm Juan Ayala. That's Kean Talon. This is Actress with Issues, and we'll see you next week.